Donald Tribune, Thursday the 26th of April 2018. Ten in a row. You just couldn't make it up. The Scottish FA in their wisdom published the fixtures for the top six split and as they were wont to do they made sure that Celtic and Rangers wouldn't be the defining fixture. 60,000 Celtic fans in party mode might just be a little too much especially if they wiped the floor with their great rivals as they did 4-0 in the Cup semi-final a few weeks ago. So the fixtures came out and Celtic were drawn away to Edin- in Edinburgh against Neil Lennon's Hibs. And if Celtic won, they clinched seven league titles in a row. And under Brenton Rodgers, a record-breaking ten in a row was on the radar. But lo and behold, life just doesn't work out how we want it, and in this case, how the FA- SFA planned it. Neil Lennon's team played out of their skin and deservedly beat Celtic 2-1. And with other results falling into line, the league title wouldn't be decided last weekend, but would be decided on Sunday lunchtime when the visitors to Paradise would be the last team the SFA wanted, Glasgow Rangers. OK, the standard of football in the SPL mightn't be what it used to be. The handout free dice available to the EPL just isn't available in Scotland. The top players in Europe are lured to the EPL by outrageous monetary awards. Never mind the top four in England, the bottom team earns more money than either Celtic or Rangers. It's hard to follow, but the de facto situation which faces Scottish football. The amazing thing about a small country the size of Scotland has two clubs with a worldwide fan base. Weekly attendances at Ibrox and Parkhead of 50 and 61,000 respectively. Only Man United having greater attendances than Celtic and Britain. And incredibly, when Rangers were in the third division, they had greater attendances than two-thirds of the English Premier. Unfortunately, over the last century, the passion and enthusiasm for the rivalry has also been immersed in the religious bigotry, which is part of life in the west of Scotland, leading to an intense hatred that, while disgusting, has left us with the most intense rivalry of any football clubs in Europe. There just isn't a rivalry like it. Liverpool, Everton, Man United, Man City, Arsenal, Spurs, even Barca and Real, Iniesta, Messi and Xavi, all declared there was no stadium in Europe to compare to Parkhead and Champions League nights, and indeed what they used to call the old firm. Games, the atmosphere isn't replicated anywhere. It might be for all the wrong reasons, but it's one special occasion. Of course, that's why the SFA have banned a title decision for the past 20 years, since 1999 to be exact, when Rangers won a 10th title in 11 years in the most toxic atmosphere I've ever experienced. Down through the 20th century, the rivalry knew no bounds. Billy boys and knife gangs in the 1930s in Brickton, Irish nationalist gangs in the Gallagate. There was an edge to life in the city which wasn't good, but it was a way of life. In the 1950s, the SFA tried to stop Celtic flying the flag of the Irish Republic and threatened to evict them from the league. But Celtic stuck to their guns and the flag still flies proudly over paradise. The 40 years between the two world wars were hard times for Celtic and Rangers dominated until Jock Steen arrived in 65 to begin a period unrivaled, which included Celtic land in the European Cup. Title decisions between the clubs don't happen that often, but a few weeks before winning that big cup, we Jinky Johnson scored two goals to claim a draw and the title at Ibrox. 
1979, a 10-man Celtic claimed the title at Parkhead on a famous night when BBC refused to show the game on television, which sparked a conspiracy theorists who believed the SFA and BBC could be all Rangers supporters. The sectarianism which prevails football and life in that part of the world is disgusting, of course. It takes a certain mindset to get out of our system, and thankfully I did that back in the 70s. In the heart of the conflict, when I realised it was an evil which destroyed our very existence. You can't have hatred for a fellow human being just because of their religion. But that's another story created by a foreign influence and used to divide our country and people. I used to play golf with a great Rangers supporter in Dunfanaghy for a decade, Brian Craig. A lovely guy, he's moved back to Glasgow in recent years, but we had great crack around the courses at Donegal and serious slagging when Celtic would play Rangers and indeed when England were playing rugby on TV. Turn that shite off, he would exclaim, he disliked them more than we did. One morning of a game we met up at the first tee in Dunfanaghy, Brian, Michael Desmond, the Dermot man's brother, Giggsy and myself. Michael and myself wore green golf jumpers. Brian had a blue jumper, of course, and Giggs a man united top, possibly. We then presented Brian with a gift of six balls with a Celtic logo, which brought a great hurrah from Brian, who threatened to hit them into the Atlantic from the ninth, ninth tee box. After golf, we headed over to the Carrigrew and met up with Cyril and had several aperitifs and enjoyed the game, which I think ended in a draw, to the satisfaction of everyone. Before Brian headed back to Glasgow, permanently with a night for him, and we all gave him presents of Celtic scarves and woolly hats, photos of great Celtic team, and Celtic golf equipment, tees, balls, towels, and the end of the night singing the fields of Athenry, just the way it should be. Of course, it doesn't always be that conducive on the terrace, and back in the 1980 Cup final, the worst red in football took place after Celtic scored a late winner. Police and horses charged up and down the pitch at Hamden amid thousands of fans who had invaded the field and it continued outside the stadium, a frightening experience. The 99 game was the most toxic I've ever attended and the closest I've experienced to a full-scale red and possibly serious injury and death. Strangely, I was given two of the best tickets I ever had on the first row of the Upper North Stand, right on the halfway line. It was like watching on TV. Kieran Dillon, Max Celtic manager with Giggsy and his brother-in-law now living in Donegal but at the time was domiciled in Clydebank. We were over the match and playing golf and joined up with a group from Clydebank after the game on the Sunday and one of the guys I ended playing with was Kieran. and one of his first questions was do you know Raymond Shields? I thought he was joking as I told him I played with Raymond every week, it's a small world. Kieran gave me the two season tickets for the Rangers game a few months later and while it was much appreciated, it was a day to forget. The tension was palpable, Celtic had to win, but the reality was the Rangers were like Celtic or now, a much better team, and created history that day by winning at Parkhead. There were hardly any Scottish players in the field, but one was Neil McCann, actually a Celtic man who scored two goals for Rangers. By the end of the game, the goals were nearly irrelevant. Three players were sent off. The referee, Hugh Dallas, was hit and left beaten by coins thrown at him. And a vindictive moment just seconds after being patched up, he gave Rangers a penalty which sealed the game. 
Just after this, a Celtic fan from the Upper North Stand and was stretchered to hospital. Things had almost got out of control and possibly only the advent of half-time averted the risk of serious trouble. To rub salt into the wounds at full time, the Rangers players celebrated with their fans on the pitch, which caused some more clashes and stone thrown to bring a finale to a day to forget. So that's the backdrop to Sunday's game. It's 19 years since that day when football took a back seat. Hopefully it'll be a wonderful atmosphere where bigotry can be dumped in the bin of history. And the reality is that the history is incredible. If we leave the bigotry and hatred aside, the honours are incredible and have dominated Scottish football. Both have achieved in Europe, Rangers winning the Cup Winners' Cup in 72, and of course the unparalleled Celtic team with 11 guys from Glasgow, the first British and North European team to lift the European Cup in 67. Both were defeated finalists in the UEFA Cup in 2003 and 2008. In 72, both played at home on the same night in European semis in front of 150,000. In 1970, Celtic played Leeds in the Euro semi in front of 136,000, a European record which could never be broken. And the large old firm attendance was the Scottish Cup final in 69, a massive 133,000, which finished 4-0, similar to the semi a few weeks ago, just saying like. So Celtic and Rangers are really institutions and despite the financial difficulties they face in the modern era, when they meet each other it's a clash of the titans and Sunday will be no different. No wonder this SFA are shaking in their proverbial glass house.